is this? What is what is in here? This is unopened. It says 28 milligrams THC on it. But what is in that package? It says flour, but it's closed. Something in there. I don't think so. It's like a tongue dissolving strip or something. I thought the same thing, but I don't know. You don't think so? So the question is. It says flour. If you leave your weed laying around. Should you, is it, is it open? Is it now, is it now common? Is it it now common? Common weed. weed. I mean, if you're just going to leave this, it's not labeled. It's not in anybody's personal space. It's laying in a public workspace. That may You know what, you know what's really sad is that the entire time people who are going to listen to this are going to wonder what happened to that weed bag. What happened to the weed? Did they not take the weed bag? I mean, did we take the weed bag? How do you show up in a common area to record a podcast and just find a random bag of weed laying? Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. So excited to be here. That was awesome. Ben, that was actually awesome. I think Ben you know had what? an aneurysm. No. I think that was awesome. Honestly, seriously. You know what? Oh, listen, man. listen, Ben. Professor Ben is what you would call adaptable. I love it. I love it. I don't think we need the midget anymore. No. <laughs> no, I think seriously. Like, we talked about it in the last oh, podcast. Oh, God. We need a midget. We yeah. need a midget. We did talk about a little person. A little. Oh, shit. Person, yeah. person. So, all right, what's our topic today? So, the topic welcome, today, first of all. Oh, welcome. welcome to Hard Shop Life. This is Hard Shop Life with your host, Coach Jay, the G Man, G Man, and the Coach Jay, with a special guest here, Professor Ben, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Ben. You're a special guest today. Let's talk about this. Where, where are you from? from? Who are you? I'm from Kalamazoo. All right, we are live from Kalamazoo, from Kalamazoo but on a from the Regis Center. Center. So, so we uh, made the trek today. We did make the trek, yeah. So we moved. Yeah. We came up here from good old Kansas City, right? That's right. And uh, actually, we had to come up here through Chicago. Yep. Drive this way, right? Yeah. Uh, it was the fastest way to get here, actually. And and uh, we've been, been enjoying it. Ben has. You've been a fantastic host. We appreciate you. And we decided that hey, why not just take the opportunity to do a little podcast. We had a conversation going today, as a matter of fact, because we're collaborating in a project. And one of the things I wanted to bring up as our topic today is, and I need your advice because I'm in the middle of doing it as we speak, is coaching a new manager. Coaching a new manager. And the thing is, is I have, I had dedicated myself, and this is where I need some expert, expert advice from you too, is I am I'm currently coaching a service advisor who's been promoted to a service manager at a brand new store. And this guy needs to learn and is learning multiple facets of this of the job. One, you know, how to do it. Two, how to be a leader. By new manager, do you also mean young? Is this a young yeah, person? Yeah, he's young. All right, because I my daughters are young. My son is young, they're all young. I've been trying to train them, teach them how to do. I downloaded this app called the Dog Whistle app. Very helpful. Have you uh-uh. familiar with the Dog Whistle? No. We old people, we can't hear it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it right now. See, you just, can you hear that? 
a little bit. See, to a younger person, this is like a piercing note. Uh, really? Right? Yeah, it works on dogs, but it works on kids too, right? Yeah, play There's a little, that thing that a anybody lower. under... Oh, you know that I one? can hear that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah can't works. hear this one though. No. Yeah. No. So, you know, anytime you're training a younger, newer person, you need a dog whistle. Wouldn't they get offended because you're treating them like a dog? No, no, they don't even know what's happening. They're just like, what's that? There's something I should pay attention to. And they start looking around for what it is, right? Customer comes on the lane. They're buried in their computer. Somebody's got to do something. Dog whistle. They're like, what? Oh, there's a customer. Mm. I'm so telling you, man. Are we speaking metaphorically? Uh, we, we could speaking We could be. We could be. Literally. Could be. Hmm. So I mean, it works. Literally, it works. Okay, so I, I'm trying to find the connection between dog whistle and a new manager. Well, how do you make them pay attention to what matters? They just don't know what they don't know. I mean, that's one of the things. Like, I don't want to make excuses for this guy. But the truth of the matter is, is like, you know, his boss, his general manager, is telling him things that he wants. And he's going to do it. But he didn't understand that when your general manager is telling you to do something, you kind of got to do it like as soon as possible. Well, I think the hard part about the individual that you're speaking of is that his uh, GM is also relatively new to the position, a new leader, a new general manager. And so that makes it hard too, right? Cause he doesn't have a, um, you know, he doesn't have a stable person to look up to and he doesn't know what's right and what's wrong. See, to me, I think that he gets a pass. He got the title. He's got it. He's the man. Like he's a general manager. Well, no, I don't, I don't he's the boss. Like, I'm not saying you don't give him a pass. What I'm saying is that the the service manager in question here doesn't have a um, a guideline. Doesn't have anybody to doesn't have the voice of reason. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Somebody's been there because in any interaction, there is a person who's being served and there's a person who's doing the serving. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it doesn't matter what your position is. You get a customer in front of you. You serve them. Right. 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 So it, it goes downhill. Right. Right. You have to delight the customer. You got to delight down, downward, right? But you got to do the same thing upward. You have to please the person that's, you got to give reasons for them to just be delighted, right? Hmm. Just based on their position, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree with that. But the same thing too is, is how do you. So like to say, hey man, get me this. And you just like, you know what? This is one of those things. You just stop and you get it done in like 30 minutes and you hand it back and they're like, wow. So let's okay. talk about the specific scenario. Like maybe not specific, but in, in general terms, the general scenario. The scenario was he was being asked to do something that didn't make any sense. Is that, is yeah, let's right? go back to it. Let's, let, look, gee, man, you and I have been, we've been managers before. Oh, you, yeah. You've been, direct, yep. you know, I was service director, you were fixed ops director, whatever. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, went, we've been down this. And I told him, I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, brutally honest, I know that Ben's never experienced this because he was a sales manager. That's completely different. Sure. But I'll tell you what. No, I'm being, hey, listen, I'm going to keep it real No, with we you. don't have these kind of problems. In the oh, give me a break. Continue. Okay, honestly, Please. I'm going to make, no, okay, I well, no I know I, 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 no I, no I, I, I apologize. Go ahead. I'm going to make a comment Continue. on an assumption that I know I'm right on. Wow. The professor will that give I you a pass I know I'm right on. on. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, listen, let's keep it real. When the toilet is clogged, who are you calling to fix it? That question's for Ben. Dun, 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 Am I the leader? Dun, Am I the follower? Who's dun, the? What do you mean? Dun, 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 dun. We're just asking the question. You worked in a dealership. Yeah. Well, the toilet's clogged. Who's toilet's clogged. clogged. Who's calling? All right. Let me let me let me parlay that. Whoever responds is a leader. Ah. Would you would you agree or disagree? Ah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. Ah. So okay. we are we going to put a sign on the bathroom door and wait for the rotor rooter to come in? 
Who calls the rotor? Or is somebody going to roll up their sleeves nope. and get it freaking nope. done so no, we no. can continue on with business as normal? Well, that and whoever that person is, that person is a leader, hmm. wouldn't you say? Okay, so you just admitted that the service manager who's really in charge of all the toilets is the leader of the whole place. <laughs> That's what you just said. I mean, in my experience, it was a salesman. Really? Salesman's the one who was this after hours. I mean, it usually is the service manager. All right. Who you, calls you, the plumber? If you, if you operate in a, in a business that serves the public for long enough, you're going to have a similar scenario. Of course. Okay? One of these things is going to happen, right? Yeah. Somebody's going to go into the bathroom and come out with, are, are we profanity or are we non-profanity? I think we done. crossed Somebody's, vanity. No, no, we started over. We started over. We started over. Somebody's going to come out with a brown bottom and sit down and try to continue their car deal. And somebody's going to walk into the bathroom and it's going to be all over the wall. Right. Which is going to close the bathroom for the entire day. Yeah, so that's the question. The question to you is, and I think this is a valid statement. And the reason I'm saying this is just an example. You know, in our experience, G-Man and I, on fixed operations, we have experienced that it's usually us. It's usually the service manager. It's usually yeah. service director. It's usually, you know, like go call, go talk, go call the service people. They'll figure it out. Like they'll call the plumber. They'll do whatever. They can fix it. They're, they're the fixers. We are the fixers. So I can tell you, I was at the FOD for a five store group, and uh, I was a Sunday, and I was in, uh, I was living in LA at the time. So I'm shopping. I think I was at the Third Street Promenade, if I remember it right. And my phone rings and I answer the phone. It's the GM and she's there, you know, closing deals and desking deals and doing the thing. And she calls me because the toilets were backed up. <laughs> Sunday, I'm shopping. The service department's closed. And she calls me and, uh, and I was like, well, I can call the plumber. That would be great. <laughs> Like, all right. All right. Okay. You guys are going with the nuts and bolts the thing here. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There is a, I don't know where it comes from. The fixed ops director owns the building somehow. Somehow, owns right? Mm-hmm. So it needs to get painted. Okay. They call a painter. Something so so I'm going to use, I'm going to use that example on that. So you're a fresh new manager. You're the service manager, right? And the toilet's clogged up. <clears throat> And so the general manager goes to the service manager. Is this a, did this really happen? This is a real example? No, I'm, give, I'm giving Okay, all right. I, I just wanted to make sure. I'm not sure. going to give you the real example. Mine is real. I told the real story. That, I mean, mine is real, too. It's you know what happened? Me, yeah. Freaking salesman went in there with a mop and a bucket, rolled up his sleeves, and cleaned the shit up. Wow. So well, we could reopen okay. the bathroom. Well, the truth of the matter is that's never happened. Uh, I mean, I that's, mean never, that's never happened in our, you know what? In our lifetime. This dude, this dude went down in history. This dude got Still accolades. Still- this dude got a spiff. This dude got the highest customer service award oh, that's, that's because he literally cleaned the shit off the wall. No, because they've never seen a variable operations person ever do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he got the spiff. Let's keep it real. The title of this episode but my point is, is fixed versus variable. Everybody saw. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> okay. True. Okay. So but people uh, saw him in a new light afterward. That's uh, my point. Of course, because he's never done that. Right. Stuff so, all right, all right gentlemen, back on topic. Go ahead. So, Here's topic. Go ahead. so, so we're talking about so, young leader. So I'm giving you the, the I'm setting the stage. Here's the story. Toilets are clogged. General manager, like your general manager, G-Man, mm-hmm. calls the service manager and tells the service manager the toilet's clogged. Right? Now, an experienced service manager, right, mm-hmm. would respond, all right, boss, I'll get it handled. Like you right. did, right, G-Man? I mean, exactly. you, you figured it out, right? This particular young 
unexperienced manager said, why am I doing that? That's not my job. Right. I run a service <laughs> department. Like, what? Call, call the plumber. That's honestly, like, I get it, right? Like, like that's dumb. You're you're an adult, just like I'm an adult. Call the plumber. Like, right. why, why is it, why does it have to be funneled through me? That's stupid. This is not a sublet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, right? could, it could be. Yeah. Oh, man. So you could charge it as an. So here's the deal. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I empathize. I do. I really empathize, right? Because he doesn't know what he doesn't know. But at the same time, you got to understand hierarchy, right? It's like almost like a parent. I mean, G man, you're a parent. Ben, you're a parent. You know, I have a French bulldog. But you know, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, 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 if the parent tells you to do something, you do it, right? Yeah. So the question is, is like, I don't know, is he is he a teenager? Is this manager a teenager? He's fighting back. I just don't so get it. I, I, I think had... definitely, I would say, sorry to interrupt you, bro, but I think definitely yes. I think he is. I think in terms of his 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 uh, experience and qualifications as a manager, I would classify him as a teenager. And I think in that scenario, I believe, it, in you know, just go back to Ben's story and and, and point was that whoever does that really sets themselves they're asserting themselves as a leader maybe you don't have the role or the title but just the act of of taking of like i'm the guy i'm gonna grab my pitchfork and my torch and i'm gonna march in that then you're you're asserting yourself as the leader and i think all the reason one of the reasons why we rise to that role why we've gotten promoted through the years and we're sitting here talking today is because that was a thing we would do whatever was asked of us we would do whatever wasn't asked of us we would do whatever it took to make the day go, make the customers yeah. happy. If you are the guy who takes of care of it for your boss, yes. then when your boss needs something else to be done in the form of a new leadership role, right. you'll be the first person they right. think of. And then it's not always the right thing. It's not always the same thing. Like that call, and I'm at Norsham's Rack, and I get a call, and, and it's it's you know, and they're asking me about the plumbing, and I'm thinking in my head, what am I going to do about that here? Like you have a phone and a computer. I don't even have a computer. I just have a phone. So then I got to get off my phone. I got to search for the local rotor reader guy. I got to call. She right. could easily done that from her desk. She chose to call me. But yeah, do, okay, you, so so do you tell her that? No, well, I just did it. Right. Took care just of it. Do, what's the big deal? It took and, you five and, minutes. Yep. And then I got you in the took car, care of the problem for her. And was I, it worth the five minutes you absolutely. spent for her to think, you absolutely. know what? He's the guy that solves the problems. And I drove to the store and I met the rotor reader guy there and I made sure that it got taken care of. But that that's the thing is that's what I've done my whole career. Okay, so I'm he gonna, hasn't. Okay, I get it, but I'm going to tell you this, and and it, it's been brought up, and I think again I have no clue what we're going to call this episode, but I think it's a good it's a good topic because we'll call it the toilets back. It's up. yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> uh, I think I think that it has multi multi layers that are real things that we're experiencing now or managers are experiencing now because let's just say hypothetically, I'm not saying that he said it because he didn't. Hypothetically, the general manager would say something because we've heard it before from others is, look, this kid is just these darn millennials. They just don't want to freaking get things done and they find an excuse not to get the job done. Right. Right. And to him, he's over there going, really? Like, I didn't sign up for this. This is not in my job description. This is not right. this is not what I signed up for. Literally, it's not in my contract of things. I need to manage the people, do this. Where does it show me? And you know, G-Man, you know, and Ben, you know that there's people that are are literally literal about it. like I don't see where it says this guy needs to unclog toilets when they don't work. It just doesn't make yeah. sense to me. I don't do that, right? 
So when you have a manager leader in training thinking this way, because honestly, he thinks in his mind or her mind, it's legitimate. How do you coach to say, oh, you got to do it? I think that, well, so I think the the question really is, and Ben, you're a millennial, right? Are you, you're part of the millennial generation. Yeah, I fall into that gap. Bruh, millennial. <laughs> is, is, that a, is that a millennial problem? Like, is that something that plagues that generation where they didn't have to do the extra thing? No, because it's not a problem with me because, I mean, I'm a weird millennial, right? I have three kids. I'm about to have four kids. I've had two houses. I've had 24 cars. So I get into this conversation the other day with my daughter, with my six-year-old daughter. You maybe have had a similar conversation with your bulldog. I don't know. <laughs> right? But it's like something happened. There was a spill. or I can't remember the exact thing, right? I said, go get the paper towels. And she's wanting to talk to me about this. Right? right? Like, well, I got to, I'm in the middle of my Legos and my drawing and my all this. I'm like, go get the paper towels. She's like, but pies. I didn't, I wasn't the one that, I'm like, go get the paper towels. Because it's spreading, right? It's getting, it's about to come off the table and go onto the carpet. Yeah. Go get the paper towels. And so we circle back and I said, listen, listen, okay. First you do what I say. And then if you want to talk about it afterward, we can talk about it. Okay? Yeah. But there's an emergency happening. Do, do you understand? You're six with. years old and I'm happy to. Talk with you at length about all the reasons why. But first, I need you to do what I say. Yeah. And then we can talk about why. So if I were this kid, I would realize my first priority is to take care of whatever it is my boss thinks is a problem. And then if I want to talk to him after the fact, say, hey, you know, obviously I'm trying to learn. I'm a new manager. I don't know how things work. Like, so you asked me to do this. Is that a normal part of my job? Is that something I should be doing? Is that... You know, is there something I can do proactively to try to help prevent these things in the future? Like, do you want me to schedule monthly inspections with the Roto-Rooter? You know what I mean? To make sure that, the, that could I could I have one of my guys maybe plunge at the end of every day and make sure, you're right? And, <laughs> right? Come up with these ideas, yeah. right? Yeah. And your boss is saying, no, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. That, that really isn't part of your job, but it just came up. It was an emergency. I just, I appreciate the fact that you handled it. So in the moment, you do exactly what you're told. You solve the problem in the moment. And if you want to talk about it, you talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. So I think Here's, that's that's right. I agree with that. That's right. Here's level two. He doesn't know what to do. You're trying to get this person. Now, again, forget about, I know the What toilet. was the real thing? Hold on. What the was the real thing? The toilet, the toilet is easy. The toilet's easy. But- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it home to you, bro. I'm going to hit it home to you. You have a sales manager who's never sales managed before and has never managed people. And he's being told or she's being told to do something that they really don't know how to do. So it's a twofold thing, right? Now you're telling me to go lead somebody that I don't know how, one, to lead. Second, I don't know what to lead them with. What do you do then? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I come up with an analogy, right? Like, Yeah, how do you coach that? I mean, how dire is it, right? You're a fireman, let's say. Right. And you arrive on the scene and somebody's like, go run in that building and pick up that kid and carry him out. And you really don't know how to do it. Do you just not do it? Do you say, I don't know how to do that? Or do you just do your best and see what happens? Right? Like that's like a life or death scenario. Okay. The, the things we deal with at the car dealership are like, you know, 17 levels down from that. Yeah. Right. So if it was 17 levels down from that, should I just jump in and like, just try and just do it? And if I fail to say, you know what? I, I feel like I failed. What do you think? How did you think it went? I, I got some struggles here, right? I gave it my best shot like you told me to. Help me now, right? Because here's what I observed. Here's where I feel like I fell down. Here's what maybe I think went well. So, so question. He really doesn't know how to do 
what he's being asked to do. Or is he just giving that as an excuse? Like, I don't know that. Like, you really can't do do that. Like, it's not as simple as, you know, go get the box and bring it here. I don't know. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, okay, can this kid, that's going back to the service manager, can this kid do what he's asked to do? To do? Yes. In the, okay, so in the real example, yes, he could have. Right? Hold on. So yes, then he why could've. do you say he doesn't know how? Because what if he's asked to do something more, right? Let me give you an example. I want you to go market and decide how to special price an item that's going to attract more new customers. Go do that. I'm going to take a run at it. Okay, let me uh, go Google it, see what I got here. I got no idea. Let me Google it. Let me look in the library. Let me ask a friend. I I mean, I let me take a run at it. I think that the part of the part of this this business that we love so much, the car business, is that it rewards hustlers, right? And so, in this instance, what we're talking about is can the can this person in question hustle? So there, he's being asked to go out and do something he's never done before. Which is like, okay, Google it, search it, do do everything that you think you can do, and then take those results back and ask how I did. And in the end, you know, if you did, let's say, let's call it a poor job. Let's say you did a poor job, you came up with a terrible idea, cost way too much money. But it's a learning experience, right? You've got to go through the motions and now you get to go back and you get to have that conversation with the with the person that's asking you to, let's call it the GM, is asking you, I get to say, well, hey, look, I don't really have this skill set, and I've done my best, and I need help. I want, yeah, I want to develop it, and so I need help. I, I need somebody to help me. So if this is something I need to do on a regular basis, why don't we set myself me up for some training, or or you know, give me a resource or an outside agency or something like so that. So why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Because yeah. we're afraid. We're afraid that the GM's going to say, "Wait, you don't know how to do that." Well, that was a basic requirement of the job. I thought you knew how to do that. I assumed you knew how to do that. Right. When I hired you for this thing, if you don't know how to do that, we got a freaking problem. You know what? You're fired. I'm going to go find somebody else who knows how to do that. That is exactly what's going on in their no, mind. No, no. It is in their mind, man. You know that's what? The exact no, of course, of course it is. Of course it is. And that's the thing that we got to get over. We got to get over the insecurities that hold us back from taking action. Okay, so that's the next question. Is it the leader's fault because the general manager is the ultimate leader or is it the service manager's fault? Or the sales manager's fault. It doesn't matter. Or I'm saying like whoever's in that middle management role, whose responsibility is it for them to know how to do the job? The leader might be testing you. The leader might know that they're asking you to do something that you don't know how to do. Yeah. And to see how you respond. I mean, in this case, it's not right. I don't think it's fair, but I do think that's what happens a lot of times. And maybe, maybe the leader expects that you know it and you don't really know how to do it. But either way, what is the harm of giving it your absolute best effort and failing? Yeah. So I think I think to, to go What's back, the harm? Yeah, there is no harm. Is it life and death? Okay, is somebody so, going to die? Well, okay. Well, well, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be – I'm going to be uh, – sorry. But so you're pretty much you're just saying that you just have to practice. Practice makes perfect. Instead of perfect, practice makes perfect. No. No. Yeah, because you don't know what perfect is. You don't know, so the, the guy. I think doesn't it's an know. experiment. So here's the thing: the the go back, go digress all the way back to the your question is like who's at fault? Who? And I think everybody and nobody. So I think I think the GM's at fault because you know he shouldn't allow that to happen. Should give them training and guidance and give them a vision and all the shit a leader a leader should do. Right? The the GSM or, or salesman shouldn't even be in, involved. First of all. With the service manager, he has no hierarchy. That should go through the GM and back around. So let's say that's at fault. 
the service manager's at fault because what he should do is like be a problem solver, solve problems, and and doesn't matter where the problem comes from or who it comes from, you solve problems. And so that that to me, I think, is the way it should go down. I mean, there, you know, in, in the end, are we asking him to do something that that uh, again that challenges him, that's outside his skill set, that he's not prepared for? We haven't given him all the tools and skills, but that's what we get every day. I mean, that is again, that's the de- the definition of the job. That's why we that's do life. what we do. That's life. Like they put us in these roles that we're not prepared for, we're not trained for. I mean, think about it. A service manager has to know marketing. He has to know how to hire people. He has to know how to groom and train people. He has to know how to how to hire highly technical people. He's got to hire technicians. You know, he's got to run a business. He's got to understand financials. He's got to understand costs. He's got to understand how to how to price. And the way this guy got, got the job a, is he was the best advisor on the yeah. drive, and they gave him the job of manager. Yeah, he's got to do a market. He's got to understand how to do a market analysis. He's got to understand. Like, it's like there's so many things. If you really look at that job, there's so many aspects that they're not qualified to do, but they still are asked to do it. It's still something that we have to do. Okay, so yeah, I know your answer. I know your answer. What's but my I'm, answer? I'm about to ask the question, mm-hmm. G-Man. But the question is not for you. It's for Ben. Knowing and listening and understanding the things that we've shared with you, Ben, in regards to ver- in, t- in regards to fixed operations, let's say in particular a service manager, imagine that this department also makes the most amount of profit for the store. This is Coach Jay. Thanks so much for listening to part one of The Mindset of a Millennial Manager. Catch us next week where we conclude this amazing conversation about the mindset of a millennial manager, fixed operations, and variable operations. Thank you. See you next week.